Hello, welcome back to the Cinema Web Podcast. My name is Sophie Klein, and this week I wanted to um, I wanted to talk about a conversation I had with um, one of well, I guess one of my bosses at the elementary school in which I work. Um, basically, he his like official position is what's called a mashkiach, um, which in terms of a school is essentially a um, like a student liaison or like a student ambassador um, for the junior high, um, he's specific for the junior high, but, like, that's not really what he does, like, first off, he's a fifth grade Rebbe, so he, he teaches fifth grade in the morning, one of the fifth grade classes, and secondly, he does scheduling for recess, and he gives out, like, the monthly behavior award prizes or whatever, they have something called a scroll of recognition, um, for the junior high, um, and he holds, um, the equipment for gyms and recesses, like, those are in his office, and he does discipline, so that during the day, they aren't sent to the principal, who's busy, like, running the school, and they they aren't sent to the dean, who's a figurehead at this point, because they've been trying to, like, silently usher him out for the last, like, decade, and he's refusing to go, um, but, like, he's not a counselor, he's not a therapist, he's not a, uh, He's just, like, not someone, like, the kids can talk to because he's a disciplinarian. And, and given my schedule in that school, I tend to have some breaks here and there. So I'll be, like, you know, walking the halls, and I'll see kids who are out of class for whatever reason. So, like, I'll talk to them for a few minutes and then try to, like, usher them into class. Um, and, of course, it's, you know, right around then when he's walking around and sees that I'm talking to them and keeping them out of class, and he sends them off to class, which I was about to do anyway. I was just taking a kinder approach to it. Um. And, like, I offhandedly mentioned them to him. I was like, oh, you know, we need a, a hall monitor. Like, haha. And he goes, oh, you know, we actually used to have that. But it just became, like, it just became, like, this trouble where, where like, he was chasing down kids and marking them down and nothing ever happened from it. Like, it was just, it was a whole big to-do with that nothing ever came from. But, like, he missed my point. Like, I wasn't saying it as an authoritarian thing. I was saying it. Like, almost like one of those robots where, I don't know wherever you're listening to this, but some of the stop and shops in my area have these, like, automatic, like, hall, uh, the hall aisle cleaners or, like, um, item spotters. Like, almost like big Roombas. And I was thinking, like, you know, just someone to, like, clear the halls between classes and, like, essentially someone who could talk to the kids and the kids feel comfortable talking to. Because, like, a therapist is only as effective as they're able, as people will talk to them, you know, a school counselor is only as effective as kids will go to them, and especially in a school where the sex ed is lacking, is non-existent, and the mental health awareness is non-existent, and the only kids who are seeing the school counselor, which I didn't even know we had until this week, are the kids who are mandated to see the school counselor, like, just have someone the kids can talk to who's not there to discipline, meaning, like, by default, like, I know a lot of the kids from camp, or just from being in the hallway, and I'm not most of their teachers, like, I've subbed most of them, and for some of them, I work with them in the resource room, but, like, to the others, I'm a younger adult, like, I'm 20, as opposed to their teachers who are in their 30s and up, I'm a younger adult who went to the school, who a lot of them know in a more casual setting, and who's willing to talk to them just about, like, their teacher that they found annoying that day, or how it's not fair that they're missing recess or whatever. And, like, I'm happy to do it, but, like, I feel like that's 
uh, a position that could be really useful to the school just to have someone the kids feel comfortable talking to about anything. Like, do I see this happening? Probably not, because essentially that is supposed to be his job, but he doesn't do that, and the kids aren't going to go to him because he's a disciplinarian. He's who they get sent to when they get in, when they when they're disturbing in class. But like, if there's a kid who who gets sent out of the room, like a fourth grader or something, you know, he gets asked to leave the classroom for a few minutes. Who's talking to that kid? No one. He's sitting standing in the hallway. No one's talking to him. Or there's an eighth grader ditching class. Who's going to be there to tell him to go to class without threatening to get him in trouble? Like, there should be a step between get to class, like, you know, come on, let's go to class, and go to class now or you're getting in trouble. Like, there should be a middleman there. Or, like, one of the other office workers slash subs, like, within the school, there's, like, five of us who, like, either work in the office or sub that are under 30, so we kind of, like, all are friendly. And one of the other ones, like, she happens to be friendly with, like, two or three of the eighth graders, um, because, like, she'll know their sister, or she happened to be a boarder by them, like, whatever reason. And, like, she'll be, like, super chill with them, like, either, like, she'll just, like, talk to them normally, like, with no ulterior motive, or, like, sometimes she'll even, like, just take them out of class for two minutes, like, if they, like, give her, like, a, a, a nod or, like, a wink or something, like, she'll be like, oh, can I just, like, borrow, let's say his name is, like, John, can I borrow John for, like, two minutes? That teacher doesn't care, and it's just, like, just a chill. Like, they just need a break without fear of being in trouble or whatever. So, like, could that be abused really easily? Yeah, it could. And could that go south really easily? Yeah, it could. And does it lend itself to playing favorites? 100% it does. But at the same time, it's like, that could be a really valuable resource for the school that's never going to happen. It's just like, why not? Like, why is that not, like... I think, why is no one looking out for the students, for the sake of the students, and purely for the sake of the students? Why is no one looking out for the kids who don't need, like, official help? Like, the school is pretty solid with their learning disabilities or their mental disabilities or whatever else have you. You know, they do OT, they do speech therapy, they do resource room. But who's looking out for them? Like, emotionally. And I'm not saying even the serious cases, like the kids who have major anger management issues, or, like, for whatever reason. Like, when they're back against the wall, they will sometimes work with it. It's pretty 50-50. But I'm just saying, like, the regular run-of-the-mill, just having a bad day, or just need to be out of the class for two minutes. I mean, these are, like, junior high kids are just entering puberty. Like, their mood swings are going from zero to a hundred and there's no preparation and there's no one watching out for them and they have no idea what's going on because there's no sex ed, you know, in this school, like, especially in the, Jew- in the Jewish community in general, they don't really mention anything until high school. And even then it's very much like one or two days and it's very clinical. Like they'll maybe go over the female biology, um, but then they really just talk about like, they'll just talk about it on like a cellular level. Like they won't talk about like, they won't talk about hormones. Uh, they'll mention hormones. They won't talk about the effects of hormones. They won't talk about um, wet dreams or ejaculation. I mean, they'll talk about it just in terms of baby making. They won't talk about sex. Like, maybe one or two sentences. They won't talk about pleasure. They won't talk about sexuality. That's it. They talk about sex. They don't talk about sexuality. 
They don't talk about other orientations, God forbid. They don't talk about STDs because why would you get an STD if you and your spouse are going to be virgins until you're married and you're only ever sleeping with that other, one other person? They don't talk about hormones, just like your hormonal changes, and they don't tell you how to shave, uh, you know, because, and they don't tell you about acne, and they don't tell you about your balls dropping, and they don't tell you about voice cracks, and they don't tell you, I mean, in girls' school, they tell you about periods, kind of-ish, I mean, and go to girls' school, but from what one of the other people in the school said, that they gave you, like, a two-day seminar, but they don't tell you about showering or deodorant, like, 6th and 8th graders need to know this stuff, they need to know that they smell, because no one else is going to tell them. There's so much of an assumption put on the parents, and sometimes the parents are lacking for whatever reason, either because they're neglectful or because they're working or just because they have it at the time or because they feel awkward or because they feel their child's not ready yet. But if they don't tell their kid, nobody's going to. Like, we we were in seventh grade once, and we were learning a bit of what's called Gemara. It's it's like the, the written tradition, whatever. We were learning some Jewish laws, and one of them mentioned, they used the euphemism seed. And one kid's like, why would he have, like, seeds in his pocket? Like, why would he have seeds on him? And we all look at him for a split second, like, seventh graders, like, 12-year-olds. And we're just like, um, that's not what they mean by seed. Like, one of, like, the most basic euphemism, but, like, clearly over his head. And it's just like, that's just a simple thing to avoid. It's just a simple topic to not have to blatantly explain in front of a, a group of 13-year-olds as to why this one kid is an idiot. Not an idiot, but like, whatever. And it's just like, just have sex ed. Why is it so taboo? Like, I'm not even saying talk about, like, I'm not even saying go through the Kama Sutra, or like, even, don't even talk about oral, or or, or hand jobs or anything. Just talk about their bodies and what they should expect. Talk about their balls dropping. Talk about where hair is going to grow. Talk about wet dreams because you can't talk about masturbation, God forbid. Talk about sex. I'm not saying bring up sexuality. I'm saying talk about sex. And don't make it wait till high school. Because kids are going to hit puberty before then. Some may not hit until then. Which, like has its own issues. Talk about the, the social aspect of it. Talk about how you're going to measure up literally and figuratively to your friends and how it's normal and how people are going to be at different stages. Talk about boners and how they can be unexpected and how can they be for no apparent reason and how they can go away on their own or how they could not. Just give these kids some fighting chance. Like, why is it so... Why is it pulling teeth to get anything done there? So, Hanukkah this year um, is the week after Thanksgiving. Like, I think it starts Sunday or Monday night. Um, and because we aren't going to my grandparents for um, for Pesach, my grandparents said they wanted to come in for Shabbos Hanukkah. My mother said it would be nice if all the siblings could be home. Um and so I was talking with her and with my sister and brother-in-law about where everyone would stay. Um, because you're talking six children, two of whom are married with at least one kid, and my grandparents. So that's like um, eight, nine, 
11 people? No, it's not 11 people. It's six kids, two spouses, it's eight. Parent is nine. Grand. Yeah, it's 11 people to fit in a house with five bedrooms. Um, so my mother's bedroom would probably go to my grandparents. My mother would probably sleep on the couch. Um, my youngest brother would probably keep his room to himself because his room is very small and cannot fit another person in there. The brother below me, his room would probably go to my oldest brother and his wife, um, because they only have one kid. My sister and brother would probably take the basement guest room, um, because they have two kids and need enough space for two kids to sleep. And in my room, I have a bunk bed and I have an air mattress, and it looks like it's going to be me, the brother below me, and the brother above me. And it's just like, I don't want to do that. Like, one of our really good family friends, like, they offered to put more, some people up, but it's like, who would go there? To have either of the married couples, well, I guess include my grandparents, to have any of the married couples go there, it feels kind of, like, wrong. Like, hey, yeah, like, it'd be nice, like, once they have a kid to, like, have their own space, but at the same time, it's like, oh, it's gonna be so many sleeping babies. Whatever. Um, at the same time, it's like walking in December. Yes, it's only like three blocks, so to make them walk is rough. My grandparents are going to go there because my grandfather cannot make it up those stairs, and it's a far walk. And I don't want to go there. I doubt either, any of my brothers want to go there. Um, so it's like, where else are they going to sleep? But like, I use my top bunk for a lot of storage, and I don't necessarily have room with all the stuff in my room right now for an air mattress. So I would definitely have to move a bunch of stuff around. Um, but it's just like, I don't know. I, get, I like my room as my place to recharge my social battery. So to have my room be like, oh, there are going to people be people in there and you won't have any privacy, like, whatsoever. It's very, like, claustrophobia-inducing. Um, I just don't know how I feel about that. In addition to that, um, so in Jewish tradition, before you get married, you go to an older member of the community and you take classes on how to be a husband and or wife. Now, in my mind, those classes are for people who haven't had a good sex ed or any encounter with the opposite sex. And therefore, need to know a few things before going in. Whereas I feel like I'm more educated than they are, so like, what do I need classes for? Um, then it's like, well, you don't know what you don't know, right? So maybe I do need classes just to make sure I know everything. Then if I do know everything, I feel like it's such a waste of time and potentially awkward. So it's like, who do I ask about this? Like, I I asked my oldest brother, and he goes, no, like you do it anyway. Because, like, he probably had, he had, like, a similar sex ed that I did. And I'm like, is it necessary? Like, do you have to do it? And he pretty much said, like, yeah, you should do it. Like, you should have to do it. I think I'm going to ask my, who I consider to be my personal, like, go-to rabbi. Like, everyone has one of those. And my brother-in-law posed me a question over um, the weekend. Like, oh, does he know that he's your rabbi? And I'm just like... Well, I think so. Like, I, I ask him everything. Like, my most, my, like, my biggest growth came with, from, and through him. Like, I think he knows that 
back, back to the wall, like, if someone asks me who my Rebbe is, I'm going to say it's him. But at the same time, it's like, well, what if he doesn't? Like, what if I'm expecting him to take on the personal responsibility? Like, my my growth is his responsibility, and he doesn't know that. A, then I have no one, like, not that I need someone looking out for me, but then I have no one who is, like, in my corner. And B, then, like, what if he doesn't want to do that? Like, also, like, what if I ask him, he didn't know? Or what if I ask him, he doesn't want to do that? Like, not that he doesn't want to do it, but it's like, because my brother is like, oh, like, my rabbi is the one who told me, like, oh, it's time to, like, start looking to get married. And, like, what if I'm waiting for my rabbi to do that, but he doesn't know that he's my rabbi? Not that, again, not that I think I'm going to start when he says so, or wait until he says so. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know, like, does he know how much he means to me? Does he know that I see him in that light, as my confidant, my go-to, my whatever, and is he okay with that, like, I don't want to, like, impose on him, impose upon him to, like, be, like, my personal, like, go-to guy, like, I was thinking about this with some friends of mine, it's like, I want to hang out with you, and I want you to want to hang out with me, but if you don't want to hang out with me, then I don't want to hang out with you, A, because... I don't want you to do something you don't want to do. B, I don't want you to resent me for, like, making you do something you don't want to do. And C, I don't want to hang out with someone who is feeling forced to be there. You know, like, nothing against you, but if you're not enjoying yourself, then we shouldn't do it. Like, we should both be getting something from this, not just me. And if you're not getting something from it, then I'm not getting something from it either. Like, if you want to be friends, then great, you know, put forth an effort, like, whatever, like, if I have to constantly question it, then, like, maybe somebody's wrong. Um, so, like, I, I don't know. I felt, like, now that I thought about it in that way, like, now I think about, like, if my Rebbe doesn't want to be my Rebbe, then I wouldn't want him to be my Rebbe. Like, like I, don't, I don't want to force him, and I wouldn't want him to feel forced. Like, if he wants to be and is okay with me, then great. Like, I would be glad to have him, and I would feel very comfortable with him. But, like, if he doesn't feel comfortable being it or doesn't want to, then I don't want him to be. Like, again, nothing against him. It's not like, oh, like, I only want you if you want me. It's like, I want you to be enthusiastic and not forced. I want your consent, essentially. Like, if you're not interested, then you're not interested. Then fine. Like, I don't want to be forcing you here. Um, but that could just be my own insecurity talking. Like, I've never really asked him about it. Uh, and, like, I'm not in, even entirely sure how I would broach the subject. But, um, I guess we'll cross that bridge if such when we come to it. Like, I think, I think he knows. I think he's fine with it. Um, but, I don't know. I don't think I'm, I don't, I've never asked him. I don't know if I'm ever going to ask him. But, um, I guess if that time comes, you guys will hear about it first. Um, anyway, that'll be it for this week. Follow me on Instagram at simcha underscore klein, S-A-M-C-H-A underscore K-L-E-I-N, on Twitter at samander underscore K, S-A-M-M-A-N-D-E-R underscore K, and you'll hear from me next week.